First Timothy, the third chapter. God is good. Great testimonies this morning. Appreciate everybody just giving God glory. Amen. That's why we're here. Hallelujah. God is so good. Keep praying for me. Keep praying for my family. I'm praying for you and your family. And uh, just want to see God work in a special way. Pray for the nursing home ministry today. Amen. Excited about that. Excited. What makes me more excited about it is they're excited about it. Amen. And we're going to back that up with prayer. Amen. Praise God. Just keep on praying for one another. And God is doing great things. Hallelujah. Let's pray right now. Father, we love you. Thank you for your presence here right now. We do give you the glory and the honor, every healing, every miracle, every every blessing, God, every every need met, Lord. We give you the praise and the honor, Lord. Bless your people now, we pray. We pray for the nursing home ministry, Lord, in this afternoon, God, that you would just work through those that would be there ministering, God, and that you would just already be touching hearts and lives of those residents, God, those family members that might be present, those, Lord, helpers and employees there, God, that you would work in their hearts, God, and just drop a seed in their souls, Lord, God, that you would bring water and bring an increase there, God. We love you. And Lord, we pray for the word here this morning that it would just, Lord, that it would be anointed and God, that it would just bring, Lord, you said your word would never return void and God, do it, do your work, Lord, through your word today. We love you. We thank you. We ask it all in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen. 1 Timothy 3, verse 14, says, These things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of truth. I'm just going to add this, verse 16, so good. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Yes, he was. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, who God believed on this world and received up into glory. God bless you. You can be seated. Verse 15 is a verse that I have used over the years that I feel like is so important in the sense that we recognize that Paul is talking to the church and saying how important it is not only that we gather together as a body, but how we need to learn and be discipled on how we ought to behave in the house of God. Now, I guess that word behave and in our minds, we think about a young person, maybe a child or a baby that's kind of growing up in the house of God. And you need to learn how to behave. You need to learn how to, how, how to not, not act up and, and not be a distraction. But there is a way that a child of God comes into the presence of God. Amen. There is purpose behind it. Amen. And, and there is, uh, it, it's not all. See, what we have come up against uh, really so often is that there is, uh, let me use that word, a controversy. And the controversy is in, in, in uh, the individual that comes to the house of God with expectations and uh, 
ideas and misconceptions that uh, when I come to God and, and, and I am going to worship him, to them, that really means I'm going to find something that I like and is my personal preference. And they never just stop and say, you know what, God, what do you like? What's important to you? Oh, I've had a conversation with many, many people, trust me, whether they're, they're people that uh, don't go to church or people that go to some church in the community or people that have come here. Can I tell you, there's a great expectation that when we come and we say, you know what, I want to be served what I like. It was, it's interesting to me that uh, we have kind of come to a place in our culture where church really is more... Like an entertainment, like like uh, like going out to to eat somewhere, you know. I what do you feel like? What are you in the mood for? The Bible. Let's turn to John the fourth chapter. I want to talk about some some things that are so important in the house of God. Scriptures that we use pretty regularly, and most of us, I think, understand these principles. But we're going somewhere with this. This may be review for a lot of you, but I think it's going to answer some questions and bring things more into perspective for some maybe. <coughs> Excuse me. John 4:24 or 24:22 rather. Said Jesus is talking to this woman and from what I see and I am fully just immersed in just uh the kingdom of God and the word of God and, and trying to, to, to help people see what the Bible says more clearly and, and striking up like brother was talking about at his job and, and in an Uber and, and just being able to, to talk about it's exciting. But you start to learn. You start to see where, where there's a difference. Jesus is talking to this woman at the well and, and a lot of people don't realize just how how different this is really today of today's mindset, if you will, ye worship, you know, not what Jesus said. Now we cannot discard this and say, well, this must've been some Christian that didn't have a, a, a lot of sense to, to be so no, this was Jesus now. <laughs> so we're going to learn from him. We're not going to critique him, but he did not say, Oh, that's how you worship over there. Neat. See, we do it differently, but you know it's all the same. God just understands. Is that what Jesus said? He said you worship what you know not. We worship. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when what? What? True worshipers. What are you trying to say to me? I don't think Jesus would have blinked. Oh, you didn't get it the first time? There's true worship and there's false worship. He could have taken him right back to really the first instance of worship that we see in the word of God, where Cain and Abel were bringing their sacrifice and God almighty didn't look down and say, Oh, look at them both. They're so neat. I love how they do that. They're all this individuals doing what they think is. No, he didn't have respect to Cain's offering. And he went back to him after he walked away pouting and said, don't you know, you'll be accepted if you do well. Just do what you know you're supposed to be doing. Don't try to be, no points for originality. Don't add to it. Don't take what you know. You say, well, what, why was Abel so great, the blood? 
Amen. Where did he get that? I believe it was handed down that God had told Adam and he taught his family it's the blood. It's a substitutionary death. It matters. You like grain? Hey, save it for dinner. Give God what he likes. Amen. The hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. They that worship him must, somebody say must, must worship him in spirit and truth. You can't make it up. You can't come up with some kind of uh, of tradition of your own that you prefer. Can you imagine? Uh, hallelujah. Uh, we, uh, we, we made a special dinner for you, Pastor. Oh, that's awesome. Well, why'd you cook that dish? It's hard. It's, it's hard to cook something I don't like. This might not be just the best uh, example. But if I ask you, you know, why, why did you cook that? Well, you know, the proper response would be if it's, it's in honor, it's something we want to do special for you. Well, we knew how much you love that. Why would you make something like that for me? Because that's our favorite dish. Because we love it. We made it just the way we like it. Right? Yeah. Just thinking about the kind of, uh, hope you don't mind. Bev is just so talented and gifted with making these pictures, and she's giving them to some of the girls. She's giving one to me. Can you imagine her coming up and saying, hey, I did this for you. I made you a picture of an octopus. <laughs> Why'd you do that? I like them. I figured you'd hang them all over your house. No, she came and said, what do you like? What would be special to you? What do you want to look at? Amen. That's, that's because that's, that's what kindness is. That's what uh, a thoughtfulness is. Can I tell you what worship is? Well, let me tell you what it isn't. It isn't me coming before God and saying, let me tell you the style I like, what makes me comfortable. I'm going to tell you something about God if you read your Bible. This is where people get mixed up, and we'll get to that later. But if you would open up the Bible and read it, you'd find out God can make you very uncomfortable. And when he does that, he's not backing up. You either get in line, amen, or you're going to be uncomfortable. Amen. Because God's right. God's God. He is the definition of righteousness, of holiness, of truth. So we've got to, according to the Bible, conform ourselves to him. He's not going to say, hey, are you uncomfortable? I can change the temperature here. Hey, are you okay? I can change the style and, 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 and make it different for you. Oh, you're more comfortable with, with rock concerts and you're more comfortable with the movies and with comedians or motivational speaking. That makes you feel comfortable in my presence. Oh, don't worry about it. What else do you like? Give me, I, I'm, I'm wide open. I like, I, I'm, I'm all yours. Give me your, your recommendations so, so God can make you come. No, that's not worship. What worship is, is us, you know, the very word, if you look it up in a, in a Hebrew and Greek dictionary, it, it's just us. It, it really comes from the word worthiness or worthship that we just lay ourselves out like we are nothing. In one place, it's almost like a picture of a dog that would come and just lick its master's hand. I, I, I'm nothing, God. You're everything. 
And if I'm going to come into his friend and say, I love you, and God hears, no, you love you, is what I hear because I see you doing what you like. But we never say, oh, I'm not comfortable going to church. It's just not how I am. Well, try it how God likes it. We're going to read it later. It says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. I'm not trying to put anybody down at all. Just, hey, let's find out what God likes. Say, right. so I don't like to, I, it's just, I'm more comfortable, you know, quiet. And does God, God, there's times of quiet. But there's, you look up loud voice. You look up shouting. You look up clapping and dancing. And hey, it's in the Bible. This isn't just something. I'll tell you something. Now, I know when you look at me now today, it's kind of like the testimony uh, somebody gave uh, uh, about Chris. And just not the same he always was. He doesn't even rec- you can't even recognize him. He doesn't even look like an ex-druggie. He just looks like a child of God. Because that's how God does it. Amen. And you're going to say, hey, I-, I just figure you always were full of energy, just the guy out in the front. Uh-uh. Not at all. Amen. Hallelujah. But when you come to God and you don't, I can say, I, I don't like this, this idea of lifting my voice. I don't like, I don't like to hear my own voice. I don't like other people to hear it. I wonder what they're thinking. And the idea of leaping and dancing and all this, you know, it's not my way. So I should find a church that does it my way. That's Burger King. That's not church. <laughs> but I found out that I've got to, I've got to do some things where I got to get out of my comfort zone and say, okay, God, you know, you do that. Praise God. Hey, I've been married for a little while now. That's me saying I don't want to get my how many years wrong. <laughs> Amen. You learn how to, how to do things you're not comfortable with to be a blessing and a help and do things that are kind and love. You, Amen. That's what you do for friends. You say, well, they're my friend because they just love me just the way I am. But you know what? I hope you show them your best side. And don't take advantage and just just be sloppy and nasty because anything that comes into your mind is, no, that's not caring. That's not loving. To worship God, we need to find out what his preferences are and start honoring that. Can you imagine? All the way. The, the, the type and the shadow of worship is that sacrifice. That giving the best lamb, how comfortable would anybody be in that? Uh, I mean, it's one thing to, to, you know, to shoot and, and field dress a deer, if you will, but to say, how do you worship God? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, I'm going to shed blood. I don't like that. It don't matter. I imagine they, they, their families would get together and, and the children would come. Oh, not, not our lamb. Not that beautiful lamb. I've been looking at that for so long. What are we going to do? We're going to give it to God. Well, God is so good. We're going to shed its blood. Honey, maybe this isn't what you like, but this is what we're going to do. Amen. Cause that's what God likes. Amen. Amen. So there's a lot of coming before God that, that we got to humble ourselves and say, God, what do you want in me? We're all different. And it's great. It's a good thing. But we all come to God and say, God, I want to I worship you in spirit and in truth. Not, not, uh, not my will, not my way. God, your way be done. That's why, we, that's why we do everything we can to bring our service together, that there is true worship. I, uh, we sang a hymn this morning. I love hymns. 
uh, don't don't ever want to see them go away. But uh, but we're we're not just here to go through the motions of opening up a hymn book and following along and trying to sing on key. We want the Spirit of God to move. Amen. And what I have found when we come in to the house of God and start to worship in spirit and truth, just awesome things will happen. That God will enter in and God will bring healing and God will bring deliverance and God will bring bring infillings and baptisms in his spirit. And God will, will, will work in mighty ways when we're not just trying. It's, and I understand. You, you don't realize how much I, I really... I really do. I, I would like for people to be comfortable. I, I, I don't want people to just say, well, you know, I can find a church where, where I know the words and I, I can sing. A, I, I know that. I, I understand that fully well. But what we're trying to accomplish is, is what the Bible says we must, must do. And that's worship him in spirit. Not just in harmony. <laughs> Not just in routine and ritual, but that God's spirit can truly move. And that's what we hunger for every service. How we behave in the house of God. Worship is so important. To say, well, it's not that big a deal as long as we're in church. And, you know, it might be more like a rock concert. It might be more like a comedy show or a motivational seminar, if you will. It matters. Because worship is what we give to God. We don't just show up to church and just get what we want and expect God to be thrilled to death that we're doing him a favor. No, we humble ourselves and honor him right. in the way that he loves. So why are you coming before me lifting up your hands? Because I know you love it. Why do I, why do I lift my voice and why do I open my heart and humble myself in worship, why do I, 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 I shout and, and leap for joy? Because he said he loves it. Amen. Well, praise God. Mark 11. It's already been said. I just come to church expecting folks to just get all over what I'm in their testimonies, what I'm going to be preaching about. And I'm not going to be worried about that at all. Mark eleven seventeen. He taught, saying unto them, is it not written, my house? He's rebuking them. They're, they're, they're taking advantage. They're, they're more interested in making a buck and, than really worshiping God. But he said, my house shall be called of all nations. This is their reputation all across the globe. Across or all around the world. You're called of all nations. The house of prayer. Somebody say prayer. prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Yeah. One of the most important things we do in this house is pray. Yes, Hello. Amen. When we pray for one another, when we pray for our lost loved ones, when we pray for those that are sick. God hears that. He said, this is a house of prayer. This is this is so important to the church that that prayer together is going to break chains. Prayer together is going to see people come to, to an altar and repent of their sins. Prayer is going to see people delivered, amen, from the bondage of sin. Amen. Well, praise God. I, it's so important. I don't think you're hearing me like you need to. Right. 
I don't think you really get how important this is that we don't just play games through, through prayer and, and, and hey, we're, we're going to take some time and pray for our loved ones or pray for those that are hurting, pray for those that have given requests. And I'm just going to kind of think about going to get my Bible and you know, straighten it out on the pew and make sure I got my, my offerings and my tithes ready for the, when he, no, 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 no. We're a house of prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We can, we're accomplishing things when we go before the Lord together in His name. God hears and moves. Amen. We can't be going through the motion. Go ahead and give God the glory. We, we need to take that to the next level. We need to understand the importance. If this is a house of prayer, God, don't let me be praying wimpy prayers. Don't let me be praying weak prayers. Don't let me be praying distracted prayers. But let me be praying prayers of faith. Prayers in the word. Prayers of promise. Amen. Let me believe that, God, you're going to answer. You're going to move. You say, oh, well, I don't know. I, I've prayed and I've been disappointed. I've prayed and nothing happened. Hey, we heard it tonight already. What about the timing of God? Be encouraged with that. God's still here and God's still working. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, a lot. About lot. <laughs> can be confusing. Amen. That whole deal throwing his daughters out to that perverted crowd. Right. Well, I had a talk with with uh, with a preacher here a few weeks ago when we were down south about that, just kind of bouncing it back and forth about just how messed up that is. Right. How sad it was that Lot's testimony when he goes into his sons-in-laws and says, hey, come on, God's getting ready to do something here and we need to we need to get ready and get out of here and they just laugh hey i I wonder if they thought man this guy must be drunk he's 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 just it's like he's mocking us you know there's no way this guy heard from god but he gets his family and gets out of town and god spares his life and even after that what a mess what a mess his wife looks back. His daughters are all mixed up and confused after that. And, and their, their lineage, their sons, become the Ammonites and the Moabites and never, never find them in any good standing with God outside of maybe Ruth and Naomi and how God blessed with His grace there. But so Lot, how in the world did you not just end up in a pile of smoke under the... Rain of fire and brimstone. I'll tell you why Abraham was praying. Abraham was saying, God, just spare that city. And we hear him just going on with boldness before God. You know, he's not giving up. And, and what about 50 souls? What about 45? What about just five less? You know, can you, can you just please? Just, what's, he, what's he doing? Why does he really care? Because lots in there. I've got family there. Thank God for praying moms and praying dads and praying grandparents. Thank God for prayer warriors in this day. Prayer is making a difference. I didn't say it will make a difference. It is making a difference. And if any difference has been made, somebody's prayed. Is it you? Do you take prayer seriously? Is this something that matters to you? If it doesn't, it's time to, to get to work. And when we're praying in church... We mean business. Yes, sir. It's not just to go through the motions. And 
it's it's not my preference. It's what God. It's what God does. What we do. I believe in this. I said it here recently. I'm going to say it again. I believe in what we do here. There's reasons behind it. There's a lot of times people have good questions, and I thank God for good questions. I told you before, the only dumb question, it's not just the one that doesn't, isn't asked, but it's the one that's asked to start a fight. Right. If you're asking it and you're ready, you got guns a-blazing, then that's a dumb question. It's not going to end well, and I'm already tense because it's not going to go good. Cause you're... But if you have an honest question, that's, that's so smart. Ask questions. And there's sometimes it's so different. Coming to church, worshiping in spirit and truth, being filled with the Holy Ghost. Some of the traditions that we see that have just been so common, you say, wait a minute, that's, I don't, we don't do that around here. Just ask questions and recognize that maybe your ideas are, are are helpful. Maybe, just maybe before you get all worked up that we're not doing something a certain way and, and how we worship or serve God, maybe there's good reasons for it. Maybe there's reasons that. Godly examples exist in the house of God. Maybe they have taken some steps that, that are worth finding out about. Hebrews 10, verse 24. We read this here very recently. Talked about provoking one another. Hebrews 10, 24 says, And let us consider one another. Consider. Be considerate. Think about somebody else besides yourself. You've got a lot of feelings. Amen. Anybody got some feelings about something? We got strong feelings. We got strong opinions. Nothing wrong with that. But consider you're not the only one. And start thinking about you're not the only one going through battles and troubles. Amen. Well, praise God. If you're going through something, praise God. Get help. Ask a question. Well, praise God. Don't just... uh, you know, I, I've, I've lived as a pastor for over 25 years, and sadly, we've had a lot of good folks have real problems. But rather than get help or pray through it, we're just going to sit down and kind of be a drag for everybody else. Let everybody know how angry we are without really saying anything. Are you fine? I'm fine. <laughs> and the tilt of the head says, don't ask me anything else. Right? So nobody else is happy. Nobody else is happy. Listen to me now. You can do better than that. Amen. Look what it says. Consider. Consider one another. To provoke. Oh, yeah, I'm good at that. (laughs) Unto love. And to good works. I think a lot of testimonies that we've heard even this morning. You provoked me to do better. Amen. To be more of a shining light. To, to reach out. To, amen. And that's what we want to talk about just for a little bit here. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Encourage one another. So much the more as you see the day approaching. What is this? This is why I want to take just a few minutes about testimony service and what a blessing it is. That it is so important that we encourage one another. Not just testimony service, but what a great time to do that. But before church, getting ready to pray, be a blessing to somebody. Consider somebody. Be a blessing. Before I leave, I want to make sure. Amen. That they don't just just feel that cold shoulder as I pass. 
but they I, they recognize because you know what you you most definitely are fighting devils. You most definitely have have not been treated like you deserve to be treated. That's that's a hard thing about life. You've most definitely been misunderstood. You've tried hard, and people still still took it the wrong way. That's that's life. But if you wear that and allow that to dwell in you, and there's something more important than that. There's God's church. Amen. Amen. And your soul is worth more than the whole world, but it's not worth more than two souls. Consider that somebody else is going through the same thing. Amen. Amen. Consider there's somebody else fighting devils. There might be somebody on the, the, like sister was talking about, just just the end of their rope. And you're going to make it. You're going to be fine. You're going to get through it like you've always got through it. But somebody who was weak, say, brother, this isn't just something I'm coming up with. I've seen it happen. I've seen weak folks come to church and somebody who's just, um, they're going to be there. They're going to always be there. They're going to be, get through it more than likely, but, but be it come in the house of God with something going on in their spirit and they're reckless and somebody doesn't come back anymore because they were fighting devils too. And you didn't consider them. So when you come into church and you've got a lot of baggage, who doesn't, who doesn't, but God helps us. And I'll tell you, the best thing you can do for all your baggage, all your hurt, you say, God, can I be a blessing to someone else who's got hurt? And maybe, just maybe, while I'm blessing somebody else, somebody might be praying and they, you'd send them to help me. <laughs> but if I get focused on me, amen, if I get focused on what I'm going through and I don't think, man, there's some people here that could just use a little bit of encouragement. It makes a big difference. Amen. Some of the littlest things of kindness, the littlest acts of it's like that little mustard seed that we talked about being planted. It's just a small thing, but that's how the kingdom of God works. Just just something that 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 is uh, it, it might not. It might just almost be a, 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 a just a handshake and a, a, a praise the Lord. But but there's some warmth there that somebody needed. And it, it was so much more important than than the cold shoulder that you could have given. Amen. God's so good. I'm not just talking. I've heard people say, well, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Well, really? Is that the only thing you have? Is the only options you think that are available? I don't feel good, so everybody's got to know it. Or I'm happy and everything. You know, that's that's so selfish. You, you know, as, as you grow up and you, you do things sometimes that aren't for you and they're not about you. And, and you consider one another, and provoke unto love and to good works. That's why testimony time is so important. And that's why uh, just a little bit of fellowship before you walk out the door is important. That's why kind things done throughout the week, it's important. It, it's what we're about. Worship, prayer. There's a lot of things you could, uh, people connect with what their idea of church is. But when worship can be true worship, when the house of God can be a house of prayer, when we come together considering one another, encouraging one another, you know, some of you are just so good at it. I wish I had the gift like you do. I really do. It just seems like it comes naturally. But but everybody can be kind. Everybody can be warm. God could put that in you. 
It's the fruit of the Spirit. Mark 7. Mark 7. This all really is encapsulated in this fourth and last point. I did not know when I started getting this message, I was praying for it. I did not know if I had a six-part series or if I was going to try to put this all in today. I'm pretty sure we're going to continue this next week because the true point of where we're going, I'm not going to have time to get to, but it's... It can it can wait as far as I feel. But Mark 7, we kind of got on this a little bit with worship. Verse 6. He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites. As it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips. Is that good enough? Well, Jesus just got done calling them a hypocrite. So apparently not. This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Why would you say something like that? Howbeit in vain do they worship me. You know what vainness is? Vanity. It's empty. It's nothing. It's, it's empty. It's worthless is really how it translates precisely. Something that is completely worthless. In vain do they worship me. Teaching. Teaching the Bible. Teaching the Word of God. Teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men. And it goes on to washing of pots and of cups. Can I tell you a little bit about this? I don't want to spend a lot of time, uh, maybe for another day. There's a lot of misconceptions about um, not only Judaism in this day, but modern Judaism. You say, well, those people, the, the Orthodox Jews, the Hasidic Jews, they are holding tight in this last day the Torah, the five books of Moses and the, the writings of Scripture, the prophets. There's actually a book called the Talmud, T-A-L-M-U-D, the Talmud, that is how the rabbis throughout the centuries have taken the commandments that Moses gave Israel and began to add traditions to these to say that this is how we are going to follow these commandments and try to stay as far away from breaking the commandments as possible. See, most of those traditions, most of those commandments are talking about sacrifice at an altar, at a temple. And there is no temple, there is no altar, and there can be no sacrifice. So now they're following the traditions of the elders. One that is... uh, very common. They talk about the kosher laws of not eating some unclean animal. But the Bible, I, I've talked to a Jewish man that I was working with for a while, and I said, uh, I said something about going out and getting a cheeseburger. He said, oh, we can't eat a cheeseburger. I'd never heard that before, but it is what is considered kosher, not because of the Bible, but because of the tradition of the elders. Where does that come from? Well, there was a pagan, cruel, nasty 
idolatrous practice that those in Canaan would do to worship their gods. And God said, don't you do that. Worship me in spirit and truth. Don't copy off of those pagans and bring that to me. And one of the things they did that God said is they will take the baby goat away from its mother. They will take the milk from the mother that the baby was living on. They will boil that milk or seethe it. And then they will cook that baby goat, that kid, in its mother's milk. Did somebody say that's messed up? Appropriate. That is messed up. And God said, you don't do that. You're not like that. You're not cruel. Not nasty. You're not messed up. Don't seethe a kid in its mother's milk. But elders came along and said, well, I think this would be a good idea. I think this would be fine. I think this. And now their kosher dairy laws are, don't you mix any milk dairy products with any kind of meat products. So if it's a cow that's made into a hamburger and you put a slab of cheese on it, that's against God. And you're sitting and you're going to be unclean. And you're like, what? (laughs) How does a cheeseburger have anything to do with boiling a baby goat in its own mother's milk? That's what the elders said. Now, some of these traditions are not only so extra, they don't even relate to the original commandment. They have nothing to do with it whatsoever. But what happens is they follow those traditions more. They don't even care what the Bible says anymore. What did the rabbis say? What did the elders say? What are the traditions? And Jesus just... Well, they, he just knocks their religion full of holes like Swiss cheese. <laughs> this people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. How be it in vain they worship me. It's worthless. Teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men, and lay, for laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men. And he goes on washing of pots and cups. Other many, that's, they have it today, the washings of how you wash your hands, not, not to, hey, I'm, I'm, we're pro washing hands. We're pro being clean. And we kind of think that if you're not, it might be something, well, God help us. We're not going to get off track. But they, well, you keep stuff clean, don't you? Don't look at me like that. Take good care of what God gave you. This idea that I'm not going to be clean before God and my heart's going to be wrong if I don't wash this hand, but I can't wash it with this hand because this hand's dirty, so I'll wash this first with a pot, and then I'll take this hand, and I'll use it because it's clean now to wash this hand, and I'll be able to wash my face now and and because and, I don't I want to be unholy before God. That's what he's talking about. Now, how am I going to wash my pans? And was my pan near something that might have gone near a Gentile or near a, a, a hog? And, and, and if it got near it or it might sort of maybe kind of got, uh, you know... Somebody touched that, then somebody came by and shook hands, then somebody, "Eh, we got to wash it a certain way. He's saying, you're forgetting how to be righteous. You're forgetting what this is really all about. You're washing of pots and cups and many other such things like to do. But he said, full well, look what it says in verse 9. And he said to them, full well, you reject the commandment of God, that you may keep your own tradition. I'm convinced more today than ever before that most people... I pray, and it it wakes me up at night, that nobody here falls under this category. And I believe, I believe with everything I can that that we don't. But that people really aren't concerned with what the Bible says as much as their personal preference. 
that people go along with something because they like their their families there or their they 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 like the 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 friendship or maybe they do like the songs we sing or the style of preaching but then something goes wrong they get mad at somebody or they get upset at something that 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 really shouldn't have been such a big deal then oh, I never believed any of that anyway why not is it what the bible says do you have I've, I've asked people so many times, can we sit down and just talk about what the Bible teaches? Can we sit down and just have a little Bible study? Because Jesus rebuked them for holding their traditions more. Now, we all have maybe we might say traditions in some way, whether it's me uh, standing in a pulpit or holding a microphone or uh, generally just having a certain word of the service. But when our traditions are so contrary to what God says he likes, when our personal preference comes in conflict with God's preference, God's got to win that. God's got to win that. Are you hearing me today? When somebody gets offended and they say, ah, I never really did. I never really did believe it that way. I didn't think that holiness was important. I didn't think that you need to be saved such a way. And wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why did you? Why did you go along with it for so long? And there's so many different things I've seen people just throw out. What's that? Because they're in church, but they're not learning. They're not growing. They're not asking why. Why is this important? They're not listening. You know, again, I I believe in asking those questions. But if you stick around and listen and pay attention, we're going to teach you. You're going to learn this. Amen. But keep keep holding on. What we do when we come together and worship God as he has told us he enjoys, he likes it. It, it, it's, it's not about our personal preference. It's not about what pleases us. It's not trying. We, we want it to be clean and very uh, nice. We want it, but we don't, we don't really put, you know, it's not, not something that's super ornate. Amen. It's not something that's just, just, uh, it's just, let's, let's keep the main thing, the main thing. And let's keep, Loving God, because when we do this and start pleasing God, God is going to start to move and God is going to do amazing things when we start putting his will, his way, his purpose in its rightful place. But listen to me. I'm just going to start this maybe with just a, a phrase or two and we'll continue it next week. But all the importance, and I do not want to take anything away from every bit of importance that we have, have taught today and, and, and talked about today and reinforced today, that we do things with purpose. We do things because of God's purpose. We worship because of what God loves. Amen. We, we pray because God said it avails much. Amen. We, we, we encourage one another, whether testimony or kindness, uh, throughout a service. We do that because, because God's family matters. Amen. And, and we stay in the word of God and every bit of it, every bit along the way, we say, Hey, we do it because that's what God said. We do it because we're getting as close to the word as we possibly can. We're doing it because we're going to obey God. Amen. Amen. But all that must lead to not just what does the church do within these four walls, but what are we outside this building? That there is purpose in the times when God brings you together with a neighbor 
there is purpose, praise God, when God opens doors for you to share your testimony. That there is purpose when you cross uh, cross paths with somebody that's going through trials and troubles and sick. And you know a God that has an answer. And you know how to pray. Amen. When somebody comes to you and says, I don't understand how I can ever be anything else. And you know a God that transforms lives. That we would have purpose, that we would have meaning when we walk out the door filled up with his power, full of prayer, full of the truth of his word. And we go out like bullets in a loaded gun into a society to help people see Jesus. That it's not just, hey, I want them to see a change in my life. I really want them to have that change in their lives. I don't just want to feel good about telling somebody uh, uh, about, about God. I want them to be transformed and delivered and set free. Amen. I'm going to see people that are bound in sin. I'm going to see people that are living like the devil. And I want to say, God, I want to help them know that the devil's a loser and they can be delivered and God can set them free. Amen. That there's purpose. The church has a purpose. And if all we have, hallelujah, is within these four walls, we have failed God. If all we have is being able to to worship God and, and, and the right way and to teach the word the right way and to be kind to one another, to people that are kind to us. Amen. And to pray for my brother and to pray for my sister. So important, so valuable. But if I can't pray for my coworker or a lost loved one, if I can't stand in the truth that God loves outside these four walls, I failed. I failed. If all that I have is purpose and meaning around Christians, and I get out of that world and, and I hide my light under a bushel, I bury my talent and nobody sees any difference. Nobody knows. Hey, listen. I I really do want to spend a little more time in this, that we take everything that we are doing. I think every one of us could stand to learn something, to be more focused in recognizing, God, I know I can only do so much and I only have opportunities to do so much, but my prayer is to see somebody set free and living for God. I want to help somebody. I want to help somebody be saved. I want to help somebody be a Christian. Amen. I want to, I want to see the vision of where, where they can be. Amen. And if I, I can only do so much, and if it's only for me to, to plant a little, to water a little, God, you bring forth the increase, but let me have a vision of, of the purpose of where you've planted me. It's so important. Let's bow our heads in prayer. It, it's not just my personal preference. It's not me trying to gain friends and, and, and have it my way. No, God, I want to be a laborer. I want to be a laborer for you. Say, brother, I've, I've, I've done my best to try to be a witness, but I've been disappointed so much. I've lost the burden. It's just so hard for me. Listen, uh, if anybody can talk to you about that, I think I can. I know what it's like to to put your heart and your soul and your love in and 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 just and just be hurt through it, disappointed. But listen, 
you are just a small part of what God is doing in lives around you. You do what you can you get and keep praying. You say what you can't, keep praying. You shine a light and bear fruit and keep praying. God's going to send somebody else along. God's going to work in, in so many different ways, but don't you lose the sight of your purpose in this world. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody just slip your hand up right now and reach out to God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I feel His anointing here tonight, today. I feel His anointing here. I know somebody's been praying. I know somebody's been serious about it. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Jesus. I know it's not always easy. It's not always comfortable. It's not always just the way we have chosen it. But you follow God through the fire. You follow Him through the flood. You follow Him. Keep following Him. Oh, somebody here today. You say, Lord, here I am. I want you to use me. When I step out this door, Lord, wherever it is, I I don't want to lose sight of my purpose. I don't want to lose sight of really what the goal is. I want to be a soul winner. I want to be a a prayer warrior. I want somebody to be set free from the enemy. Come on. If that's your heart, I want you to step out from where you are and find a place to pray. God, hallelujah. He's put us as lights in this world, ambassadors to his kingdom.
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you. I know there's hungry, hungry men and women here today, hungry for more of you. It's more than just growing a church. It's more than just numbers. So much more than just an attendance roster. Somebody kind of got on me the other day, not, not from church, no. Somebody, oh, what, a, what about your attendance roster? What about how many you're posting up on the wall? That's what folks do. And I said, you know, it's, that's, that's not what we're about. We want to minister. We want to help people know Jesus. We want to disciple. And we all have to be a part of that. Getting people to church is part of that. We want people to, to hear the word. But listen, if, it's, if we lose our purpose... We can end up being so so off track, and I think that's what a lot of a lot of times is what's happened. People look for numbers, and they've lost the purpose, and the, the worship begins to stop being more like what God prescribed, and more like something else. And their teaching begins to get off track, and it's more traditional rather than Bible doctrine that's going to save. Oh. Father, we love you. We thank you for your presence here today in worship and prayer, testimonies, God, and in teaching of your word. We thank you for your anointing, God. We're asking you now, please, to help us to, Lord, to go from this house and to be the light, to be the church. Use us for your glory, God. Encourage your people, Lord, to shine brighter than ever before in this dark day. We love you so very much. God bless your people now. Keep your hand upon us. Keep us safe. Keep us in health, God. And Lord, we just give you all the glory. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.